This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Welcome to Comic Book Junto Special One-Shot Edition for Batman and Superman Dawn of Justice. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jittering Jesse Eisenberg Tetris. I thought you would go with Justice League. Like, I thought, <laughs> look, nah. Jittering Jesse Eisenberg. That's right. Jittering Jesse Eisenberg. You never know which way I'm going to go with this. Oh. <sighs> Jittering Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. 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 And we're in it. We're, we're, it's about to go down. This is it. We've been holding back. We've been holding back via text message. Uh-huh. We were in person. Uh-huh. Adam tried to talk to me about how he felt about movie. No, no, wait. Mm-hmm. Mics aren't hot yet. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure the world, because we've got millions and millions of people tuning in who yeah. couldn't wait to hear us talk about this. Yeah, everybody in Gotham and everybody in Metropolis, thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate thank, that, Thank guys. you very much for your five stars and positive comments. Very everybody, kind appreciate that. There's a lot of bad stuff happening in Gotham mm-hmm. and Metropolis, mm-hmm. and I, I want to say that I, I, I thank you for your effort in spite of all of that crisis. Mm-hmm. There's crises. Mm-hmm. Um, your city doesn't get wrecked. Like hey. every day. Hey. But you come out here and you support us. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Um, <sighs> so, I, we both saw the movie. Yes, yeah. Let's set this up. Let's yeah. set this up. Okay. One shot episode. Yes. Okay. Already internet. It's been you, a little while since we've done one. Yes. And if you've listened to us do these before, you know what it is. A one shot in a comic book is a standalone comic book issue. Beginning, middle, and end. That's not necessarily a part of continuity. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is, sometimes it isn't. Mm -hmm. But it's not an ongoing thing. You're going to cover everything you want to cover on that story and you're done. So when we do a one-shot episode of Comic Book Junto, it's the same thing. We're covering a specific topic. We're covering everything we're going to cover on that. As much in detail as we possibly can. And then we move on. Mm -hmm. So this one is going to be Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the movie that just came out last Friday. So today... It is uh, March 31st. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a Thursday, 2016, for those of you listening to the future. Uh-huh. Um, and we gave you guys seven days to watch the movie. And now we're here. It's going to be full of spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, stop listening. Yeah. Don't listen to me and Adam. Go watch the movie first. Well. Go watch the movie first. <laughs> Okay. Then come back and the, look. The embargo is lifted. It, what Octavius is saying is true. We're going to spoil a lot of things in the movie. If you're excited to see this film, go and see this film. 
I have a feeling that most people who are excited for this movie have seen it. And think. at this point in time, like if you haven't made time to see Batman v Superman, then you you might not make time to see Batman. Half v Superman. a billion dollars worth of people have already seen. However. I do understand that there is a, a real constraint in making time to see this movie because it's 155 minutes long. It's, it, it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Uh-huh. That's a long film. Right. That is a lengthy piece of cinema. This is basically Octavius v. Adam. Let's just dive right into it yeah. from the jump. Uh-huh. This is Kamapuk Junto, Dawn of Justice, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Octavius v. Adam. I'll, yeah, I want, I want everybody to know. Because you can already, I bet listeners, you can already, you hear the heightened excitement in uh-huh. my voice. Your Adam's like, it was a hundred, five million thousand minutes long. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Uh, you, you give me your reaction to Batman v Superman, right? I'm like, hey, Octavius, Batman v Superman, how you feeling? I liked it. Here's my reaction. Adam, Batman v Superman. <sighs> do, I, do I have to? So we actually represent what we're seeing yeah. out in the world. I'm, I want to, before we do this. Okay. Internet, we're touching gloves. Okay. <laughs> right. We're, we're, there's, there's respect in this room. Is there and respect, Adam? There's respect in this room. There's respect in this room. Okay. And I, I, I'm saying this because I want to make an example out of ourselves. Uh-huh. And I want to tell everyone who is having this conversation with their friends mm. and with strangers, yeah. people who have asked for your opinion and people who definitely did not ask for your opinion, mm-hmm. look, just respect each other through this dialogue. Love and respect, guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what, love and curiosity. Yeah. And if someone's like, yo, I hated this film, be curious. And if somebody says, yo, I love this film, be scrupulous. Mm-hmm. Um, Google that, because I think I know what the word means, but I'm not quite <laughs> sure. So I'm not going to lie to you, Internet. I think I know what the word means, but that's the word of the day. We normally have a book of the week. That's the word of the day. The word of the day. Yeah. Uh, scrupulous. I think the word of the day, as, as it uh, applies to this movie, for me, Justice. is... Oh, yeah, it's justice. Yeah, we're about to do this movie justice. Usually when we do a one-shot, we start with gut reactions. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's as good a place to start as any. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like I'm just going to be zip, zap, zap all over the place because I have no idea where my brain is with this right Right, now. I just have so much that I want to get off my chest Mm -hmm. and talk to you about. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion that we start a little bit different Please. similar but different okay because i think you know what we should start with uh uh the origin story of batman we should probably start by showing <laughs> oh, bruce's see. parents die listen this, we should, he, that's where that's guy, we should probably is, start there. we're already we're already starting throwing shade and jazz i feel like they don't with. show that ever i like how did that happen i've never seen that yeah how that, how that happened yeah show me that one time well <laughs> seriously folks we all know what happened you know to bruce wayne's parents we all know that uh-huh. you know we're coming to you live from crime alley <laughs> right. We just got out of zorro that shit was hot and uh uh bruce and his mom and his dad um spoilers turn into bats all three of them and that as we know it that's the origin of batman here's a place i think we should start yeah try me I think we should start with how we felt going into the movie. Because oh. I think that from what I've been hearing, yes, that's played a large part, a very yes. large part in how people feel about the movie. So before we go to gut reactions, what was your attitude, mentality, feeling 
buying your ticket, standing in line, walking into the theater, sitting into the seat. How did you feel going into it? Okay. Uh, a, a couple of ways to answer this question. Mm-hmm. One, I did not want to see this movie because I don't like Zack Snyder's movies. Mm. And Zack Snyder is the director, and I have been burned by his films before, and I kept thinking, how many times am I going to touch this stove before I just stop touching the stovetop? Uh, mm. I, I, I don't necessarily want to go into this right now knowing based on expectations, based on expectations that come from history, my personal history with this filmmaker, uh, I wasn't excited. The second thing, it was a little bit of an odd feeling to go into a movie theater and see a movie that I wasn't hyped to see. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there were a couple of other movies that I have not seen yet playing right next to me in the theater right next door. I want to see Zootopia. Right. I haven't seen Zootopia. I want to see Cloverfield Lane, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And I did decide to spend my time and my money on a movie that I was not hype on. Mm-hmm. Uh, third and final thing. I'm, I'm, I'll say this honestly. I don't think I would have seen this if it were not for a comic book Junto. He did it for you. I don't think I would have primarily because I, I was thinking about what my ticket means. My ticket is an implicit endorsement of Zack Snyder making more movies. Okay. And for me, based on the history of his films, I don't like these films. I don't like his style. I don't like his message. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell him, yeah, do, do that one more time. I want right. that one more time. Right. So it was a really interesting experience to go in to see this flick. I, I, I do think I felt, I've seen this online, I felt culturally obligated. Mm. I felt culturally obligated to see Batman v Superman. Right. And that, that is where I was. When I walked in with a way too large oversized box of Raisinets, mm. ate them Johns during the previews, because th- there are a lot of previews. Yeah. They were long. Uh, and then uh, had a stomachache the whole time. Right. Yeah. So that's how you went in. Uh-huh. How about you? Wh- I, wh- what are you walking in with? I walked in with my wife. I walked in IMAX 3D. Came Ooh. fresh from all. Oh, you didn't do the, the uh, what was it? 4K, 4D. Nah, nah, no, no. I didn't do the Misty Theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, IMAX 3D. Uh-huh. Uh, went in with my wife. Had pretty good seats. Um, I was very excited. Were you, were you in beautiful King of Prussia, Pennsylvania? Yes, I was. King wow. of Prussia Mall. Uh, not Mall, the movie theater out there. Uh-huh. Um, I went in no trailers except the initial, initial kind of like teaser and the first trailer. Yes. And I hadn't seen that for Lord knows how long. Okay. So I went complete media blackout yeah i had read no reviews i had no conversations with anybody who had seen it um i didn't remember the trailer that i saw i'm i'm very impressed with your ability to do that because this is like crazy i mean warner brothers covers the world in a blanket of batman v superman the cereal Mm. the the pajamas i had had no cereal news (laughs) is talking about batman v superman yep it's 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 in every facet Mm -hmm. in every facet and i do that specifically because i want to go in Dark. I didn't heard what Ben Affleck had said, Henry Cavill, Gail Godot, Zach Snyder. Nobody, nothing. Uh-huh. Like I don't I don't know anything, but I'm going. Yeah. You know? And I'm going and I'm excited, ready to see Batman 
and Superman, and I'm ready to hear this story. I'm ready to see how they're going to start the DC universe. Uh-huh. I'm sitting down. I got went and got me some candy from the King of Prussia, little 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 candy oh, concession. thing. Concession, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, I had and my wife and I are ready, and I sat down and watched it. Uh huh. So now, my gut reaction. Give me the gut reaction afterwards. I looked at my wife and I was like, "That was good." I like that. Yeah. That was, I liked it. You know, I enjoyed myself. I felt like there was, I, I understood the story they were trying to tell me. And I enjoyed it. That My, my gut reaction was like, I'm into that. Uh-huh. I'd like to see this again because I think there's some pieces that I'd like to kind of just make sure I understand exactly uh-huh. like what happened there or what did they just say or let me hear that dialogue a little bit more clearly or let me understand knowing what's going to happen already yeah now let me see these things kind of unfold again and go ah that's this and okay this is that and oh now i understand and so i have seen this twice so i went back in looking and saying like okay so what's batman's motivation okay i get it superman got it gail godot that wonder woman that's why she okay lex luthor really like so why is he here and like what's going on and what's the purpose behind all so do you think your second viewing gave you answers that you were wanting yeah my second like i feel like i understood it the first time okay but i understood it in a general kind of like wash over me kind of thing okay like i said i went in off of a full blackout yeah so this is like seeing like, I heard a lot of feedback, like, man, it seems like every scene in the movie, I had seen it already in the trailer. Yes. Not me. Yes. I, I saw everything for the first time, so it, I, it's that, that overload. Is, that is I'm, a very real experience for, yeah. I think, most people. You did not see the trailer that had Doomsday in it, did you? I saw that, but okay. I had forgotten what I had seen. But. Yeah. So, I mean, many of the scenes in the trailers in all like 14 of the trailers they came out with were pivotal scenes were big important scenes wonder woman showing up in the trailer was really big mm-hmm. and that moment takes place in the movie and it's like well i'm like i knew that i i knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. and so the 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 gravitas of that moment when it takes place in the film not really present for me when i was watching it right. watching that flick uh, in the movie theater, yeah. as opposed to watching the preview on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That was, this is one of those times where I thought, dang, like that, that was all the best parts. And this is something that I feel like happens to Zack Snyder's movies often. Whoever works with Zack Snyder to make his trailers for his films is a rock star. Mm-hmm. Does really well. Mm-hmm. Because the the trailer for 300 is one of my favorite movie trailers. I just think it's real exciting Really fun, real cool. Mm -hmm. But 300 is not even as good as the hype that the trailer made. Like, the trailer was awesome. And then Watchmen is an example. Zack Snyder does Watchmen. The trailer is like, dang, this is so cool. This Mm -hmm. looks so good. Mm -hmm. But I wish I didn't see the movie, though. I wish I I could have just captured that experience in in that that teaser. And that that was all I needed. That was all I needed. Sucker Punch. Oh man, Sucker Punch. Have you seen that movie? I have. Sucker Punch, the teaser, is like what my brain looked like when I was 14. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Right. But then the movie was Giant like... Giant Rock Samurais yeah. and Scantily Clad Ladies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and then the movie was... Uh, that was bunk. That was not good. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wish... 
I would have just watched the trailer and that was it. Mm -hmm. And Batman v Superman, initially, I did not want to see it. I thought, I don't want to see it because I know it's Zack Snyder. Gut reaction after? Gut reaction after seeing this movie, I was, I got exactly what I paid for. Which is? My disappointment. I was, I was confused. I felt like it was long, but rushed at the same time. The characters were kind of boring. Like all the stuff that I like about Batman didn't really take place. My, my, my version of Batman wasn't really happening Mm -hmm. on the screen. My version of Superman was definitely not happening Mm -hmm. because I, I did not like man of steel. I know for a fact that I did not like man of steel. So the version of Superman that they were bringing into this movie not my man of steel. That's not my soups. Right. So I got what I expected. Mm-hmm. I will say, I don't think it deserves the, 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 the severity of flack that it's getting. Right. And it's a little curious that it's, what is it, like 28% on is Rotten that what it Tomatoes. Is still? 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I say that as if that means something. But in reality, Ak, like, what does that mean even? I don't even really know because, I mean, like we talked about on episode 14 of Comic Book Junto, people yeah. who don't like things are always going to be louder than the people who love things. Uh-huh. That's know? true. That's true. And so, so for what it's worth, I don't think this movie is as bad as it gets a reputation for, critically speaking. But it's it's like a, it, it's squandered resources. It's squandered talent. The story was confusing to me, but still plain batman is so grim and dour and a superman is so grim and dour and not enough wonder woman for my liking but i liked wonder woman in it i i don't even know where to begin with the things that frustrated me i'm like i could rattle off things that i was just confounded by Mm -hmm. but i will say i think i lost my mind when batman emailed wonder woman with an attachment of what basically turns out to be teaser trailers for the Justice League movie that's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Batman may as well have been my dad, been like, yo, check these out. <laughs> Flash is coming. Cool, right? Wonder Woman, you got it. Here comes Cyborg. Oh, by the way, there's a, a case of Dr. Pepper on the Cyborg. Yeah, I peeped that the that second joint. time around. Oh, my like, God. Lots of product like, placement. Yo. Uh, and the Aquaman one, I'm like, yo. That's Jason Momoa playing Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones playing Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, underwater Khal Drogo. And I'm cool with that. But there was an entire sequence of the film. The entire sequence of the film was Wonder Woman watching teaser trailers. What? I didn't come here for this. Okay. Well, let me talk to you about how I felt about this movie. I haven't even talked about Martha. I okay, we'll, we'll we'll get there. I got that one. I'm that that's lock stock. We'll I'm, get there. Uh huh. So we talked about all the way back in episode one. Uh huh. Like oh, that's ancient history. Nobody owe. I don't. I like. I don't owe anybody my enjoyment. Like they have to earn it, right? Yes. And I think this goes into what you value. Mm-hmm. You know, what's important to you. I. As a person, I think I just kind of had an epiphany. Oh. I, as a person, am not a respecter, great respecter of like, I'm so-and-so. 
And because of my role, you respect me. Okay. I'm like, I don't care. All right. All right. I'm I'm a teacher. I'm I have a suit on. It's like, I don't care. Are you adding value to me or not? So you're saying that you know what I'm j- saying? this the symbolism is not enough. The title is not enough. You need to see it in action. I need you need to actually bring some value to me. Okay. All saying? right. How's this work? So the fact that Batman is here and Superman is here is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like I need to feel a certain level of enjoyment. Yeah. And one of the things that bring me enjoyment is not just seeing Batman, but I think it's good storytelling. Okay. So one of the things that I that I liked about Man of Steel, Zack Snyder, Superman. And one of the things that I like about Batman v Superman, one of the things that like stand out to me is being able to follow the storyline of the motivation of what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like I told you before, who are you and why do I care? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If I don't care, I don't care that you're Batman. I don't care that you're Superman supposed to be like this and Batman is supposed to be like, I don't care. I, I do not care. Yeah. Tell me why I'm supposed to care. Yeah. Make me understand the reason why. And I think a lot of people are locked in to Batman is supposed to be this way. But I go in normal Octavius fashion. But why is he like that? Okay. Why? Superman's supposed to be this way. But would he really be like that? Mm-hmm. Well, the Daily Planet would be, and Lois Lane's supposed to be, and th- and I think the things that I like and don't like about this movie all hinge on, does that make sense, and can I see that kind of, like, happening in real life? Because they're not creating a comic book. Yeah. They're not creating a Batman animated series. That's right. They're going, if these characters really existed, here's how they would be, in my mind. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And would, would you say that you like the depiction of these characters in this movie because they are somewhat separated from the depiction that we're used to in the comics because it's almost as if it's a reimagining of the characters. I don't think it's because it's a reimagining. No. I think it's because it. I get it. Okay. I get what's happening. So, for example, one of the things that I... if. If you if you listen to the past episodes, I think I mentioned this. I kind of called the plot of this movie. Yes, I kind of called it. Like, yeah, which I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead and award points to whoever worked on the script. The most clever element of this entire movie was harnessing all of the criticism of Man of Steel and creating that as a motivating factor yes. for Bruce Wayne for Batman. Yes. So uh, I can't believe you just destroyed Metropolis yes. and all these buildings falling down yep. and you're just rolling around like it's nothing mm-hmm. and all these people get hurt and then Bruce Wayne says, no, nah, it, it, it's not going to play like that. Right. And Batman goes after uh, Superman. Right. I, I like how they spun that. I really appreciate how they spun that. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of problems with that as well, but I'm curious what you were going to say. Yeah, what I was ultimately going to say is they created a real conflict. Why would Batman be Superman? Why would this guy want to punch this guy? Uh, you know? Why? How can we create a story where these guys are going to have beef with each other? Yeah. So, if we're smart and we're wise, we just created this movie where Superman smashed everything. Mm -hmm. How many comic books have you read where Superman smashes everything? Do you complain, Internet? No. Mm -hmm. You just accept it blindly. Okay? How many animated series? How many movies? 
But Superman does it in the movie. All this destruction and terror. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that happens. So they use that. They go, exactly. The way you're responding right now, if Superman was real, you are proof of the fact that this is how you would respond. Mm -hmm. If Superman really existed, he would freaking destroy everything. He would. I, he would no, really do that. I don't. I, see, that's like, that is not a depiction of Superman that I have anywhere near me. I understand what you're saying about your depiction of Superman. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you take a guy who's from another planet, uh-huh. raised in Metropolis, he gets in contact with these new powers. Let's start thinking about what happens when you recognize your powers in uh-huh. real life as a human. Yeah. You start to recognize, man, I'm really good with my words. You probably argue a lot and piss a lot of people off. Okay, yeah, right? sure, sure. You do sure. a lot of damage uh-huh. with your, when you first figure out what I your see, powers I see and your, your skills are. Okay. And it takes time for you to develop wisdom. And education. Now, if you got an old, pissed-off Batman, he's already done that. He's already done the destruction. He's already hurt somebody too much. Uh-huh. He's already beat somebody close within the inch of his life and almost killed them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they did, but they didn't show me that in this movie. I understand, but I'm taking some liberties. I okay. guess I, what, like, I'm talking about why I liked it. Yeah, of you course. You what I'm saying? Of course, of course. So I get a young, just kind of maybe a couple years within my powers haven't really had a huge like alien like world changing conflict i could see me being overzealous i could see a new internet walk with me here i could see somebody who has who has a new authority abusing their authority Uh overdoing it Uh going whoa i went too far you Bruce, see what I'm saying? Bruce Wayne has a line in this movie that I think fits very well, encompasses what you're saying right now. And I think Bruce says this to Alfred, uh, who is kind of like a Lucius Fox role in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Like he, Alfred is the, the gadgeteer, the inventor. He's mm-hmm. fixing stuff all the gadgeteer, time. Gadgeteer, right? I like that. Uh, so uh, he says to Alfred something along the lines of, if there is even a remote possibility mm-hmm. that Superman has the power enough to level this planet, yeah. then we have to treat it like a threat that is real. And that sounds like something that Bruce Wayne, in my mind, could say. But we don't do that in the cartoons, because you know why? Kids. Well, that's... We don't do that, we don't do that in the, in the kitty comics, because you know why? Kids. And yeah, we start but... going... Well, one last thing, and I'm going to let you go. One last thing is, well, my Batman from so-and-so so wouldn't do that. You also got to remember, those original comics were made for who? Kids. No. They, were made, they weren't made for kids? But this, John, is based on Dark Knight. I know, but what I'm talking about is I'm kind of talking back to the argument of Batman wouldn't. Uh-huh. And it's like, you have to understand that this is someone taking... And remember when you were an action figure? Yeah. When you, when you were an action figure. Remember when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, I had, I had a kung fu grip. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you kind of like smash them together. Like you create your own story with the characters. Uh-huh. There's no bigger kid standing over you going, "No, that you don't. You don't. He, that character doesn't do that." Uh-huh. Like you're just playing. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, you have to understand that when these characters were first made, they were made to work with a certain audience. But yes. you've got to give some liberties for them to be a little flexible because. It's 2016 now. This is a new audience. And what I'm saying is, I'm going to wrap this up so we can move on. Yeah. The conflict made sense. This guy destroyed everything. This guy destroyed Wayne Tower. This guy made crazy, crazy, crazy like damage. 
it makes sense why a Bruce Wayne Batman character would go, this cat's got to go. Uh-huh. This, this, uh-uh. Like, I have to do everything within my power because, especially if you feel like all I've done over 20 years, I've lost somebody, apparently Robin maybe is dead. You know, we don't know exactly what happened there. Sure. You get an old, grisly, angry Batman's like, nah, I got to go. And boy, you know, like Boy Scout, Clark Kent is like, this guy can't be running around branding people. I like the, I even like the fact that they took it to another level where he wasn't, he's branding people. Like he's doing something like damaging and there's, there's repercussions. Like the comics and, and, and the, the, the TV shows don't talk about what would the repercussions be if Batman branded someone and they went into jail. They might end up getting killed. Because that yeah. kind of stuff happens. I'm done. I'm talking talk too much. I'm sure. Uh, I so I, I I hear you, and I feel like there are a couple of things that should be established right out the gate. Yeah, I should talk less. They, no, well, <laughs> I, look, look, we're podcasting, right? So I mean, you, you gotta. That's right. what we're here for. This is what we're here for. But right out the gate, I think one of the things that needs to be established, it, it needs to be acknowledged, is there are a lot of elements in this movie that are pulling from different inspirational sources Mm -hmm. for these characters, Mm -hmm. right? So when we're dealing with characters that have franchises that are running this long, are so well-respected, are uh, uh, viewed upon as like the legacy, the defining um, outlets of understanding these characters, there are a couple of sources that, that we can observe. You know, one of them is Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Right. Right. And another one is also, you know, there's a little bit of presence of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies, which, mm-hmm. of course, also based on Frank Miller's Dark Knight, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. uh, roughly, anyway. Right. So there, there's some in- sources in, in here that you can see Zack Snyder, like, pulling the things that he likes. I like this. I like a little bit of this. Yep. He's making his own stew. He's making his own thing mm-hmm. using a little bit of other ingredients to yep. use your uh, very hearty, imaginative cooking uh, metaphors. He's making a gumbo. He's making a gumbo. And he's using a couple of other people's ingredients to make this happen. Here's the thing that gets me. When you are pulling from these different sources, when you're actually using some lines verbatim in the movie that came from comic panels, right? Right. There's a certain kind of responsibility, I think, to have the filmmaker understand what that source material means. And my 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 experience with Zack Snyder is he's a person who looks at comic books, very impactful, influential comic books, and he can recreate them on the screen so they look damn accurate. Real nice, but there's nothing underneath. It's kind of like somebody who has nothing, the ability. Adam? Nothing. It's kind of like that's somebody a, who is that's a, able that's not, to. That's not fair. No, I, no. Let, zero. I'll, let me. Let nothing me, equates zero. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take this further though. Okay. Because this is this is akin to someone who is capable of looking at a car, and then rebuilding a car based on what they see, but they never pop the hood. They don't understand why it runs. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand how any of these things operate. They just see the outside. I think Zack Snyder is really capable of seeing panels and putting them up on the screen okay. without understanding why they were important. How do you and get there? similar, I think he does the same thing for the characters in the panels. I see what that dude looks like. I think I have a vague idea of what that represents, but I don't understand why they do what they do. Can you give me an example? And here's why I think that. Okay. 
who what what is the moral of this story? Batman v Superman. What is the moral of the story? What is the message? Um, I think it would take me a little bit longer to to answer that right off the top of my head. Sure. I think it's a bunch of things. I think it's communication. Uh Uh-huh. It's how to deal with conflict and what happens when you don't deal with your past issues. So my, I'll give you that. And I think those could be applied to the movie, but my, my thing with this film is, Oh, and, and God and man, God and man, which by the way, we get reminded of in every scene, especially when Lex Luthor is on the scene, Mm -hmm. everything he says is God, God, demons, God, God, God. I I get it. I know Lex. Mm Jittery Jesse Eisenberg, I know. <laughs> right. Pipe down. Uh, there was no moral of this movie to me. There was no message. There was no part where it's like, if you fight and believe, you persevere. There's no, if you think you're good, but maybe you're not, and you need to realign who you actually are. There's no, there's no anchor. There's no center of gravity. There's just one dude didn't talk to the other dude, and so they beat the hell out of each that's other. A, that's about right. That's a that what you just said is why I like the movie because that's so vapid. But that's real. That's real. I totally understand the conflict. How many times internet husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, whatever your relationship is, best buds. How many times have you fought tooth and nail with that person uh-huh. just to go, oh, that's what you were trying to say? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Like, that may- I get it. I- I've done that with my wife. <laughs> no. I've done what? Why are you talking? First of all, lawyer, you- no, you're a lawyer. Who do you think you're talking to? All I was going to say is I already got it for you. It's like, oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh, well, why did you just say that? You know, like, so. I get it. I understand. It's what I always say. We're all bad guys. Batman's the good guy. Superman's the bad guy. Superman, I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. Just to come to find out, we're all bad guys. You see what I'm saying? Like we, it's it's a communication issue, but it's shown itself uh-huh. in this very huge, pretty, like story that's being told that I I have eyes to see. This is no diss when I say eyes to see, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I'm saying my eyes. You have an awareness. You have yeah. a keen you have a keen awareness for this thing. Yeah, I'm okay. able to go, I I, I see it. I, Zach, or whoever wrote this, I see it. I uh-huh. see what you're doing here. Uh-huh. So I, when I, you say there's no, there's nothing, I'm like, I, ah. I, I'm, I, I, will, I gotta say, I don't see any of that. And I think that it all it is is an opportunity to set up set pieces so like cool looking dude punches the other cool looking dude and that's all I read. You don't get why they're punching each other? No. Not in the least, Adam. Listen. Because here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. Okay. Batman this this is a movie in which they put Batman's name first, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he killed it. All right. So, Man of Steel. This is the sequel to Man of Steel, and they put Batman. It's not, but it is. We know. But, it. Well, it is, we given that, like, the entire thing is, you know, based on, literally based yeah. on the events of yeah. Man of Steel, right. such that they actually recreate 
these the scenes from yes. Man of Steel, just from mm-hmm. Bruce's point of view. So we we want to focus on Batman. Why do we want to do that? People love Batman. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to see a Batman movie. So we're going to put that name first. That makes a lot of sense. That mm-hmm. works. If we were going to base this entirely off of Frank Miller's source material, then this would be called Dark Knight Returns. We're not going to do that mm-hmm. because this is because we're not exactly telling the Dark Knight Returns story. Exactly, are, but it's not, not exactly that. Yeah. So we're banking on the fact that people like Batman. We know this. Sure. We're also banking a little bit on the fact that people didn't love Man of Steel entirely. Some people did. And so it would be exciting to see Batman take Superman to task. Because we love that in the comics. Uh uh Uh-huh. And we might be able to recreate that and make a movie out of it, make some dough, and give some joy to some people. So right now we're riding on a lot of franchise assumptions. Sure. We're riding on a lot of people have loyalty for Batman, for Mm -hmm. this character, and they want to see this this guy Mm -hmm. beat the ever-living hell out of another guy. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. The problem I have is when we're taking that many liberties with saying, look, people love Batman, but never asking why... Why do people love Batman? What is it that people love Batman for? Okay. Why is it that we love him? What's so exciting about him? I know. Why don't we show Batman shoot some folks? I know. Wait, you just, Why don't wait, we show up. Batman wait. drive his car through a truck a and murder the people in the truck? Hold up. Wait. Well, 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 why don't we show Batman doing things that we don't not, we don't know about Batman? He's doing stuff that is not quintessentially Batman, but... We're okay. riding on the laurels. We're sitting on the laurels of Batman as a franchise. Wait a minute. You just skipped over mad stuff. Great. True points. Uh-huh. True points. I was definitely in the movies both times. First time I was in the movie, I was like, yo, did he just kill those people? Yeah, he kills a lot like, of people, man. He kills a lot of people. Here? And then the second time I was there, I want my pastor. Shout out to you, Pastor E. Um, shout out to you, Manny, his son. And shout out to you, Rob, Robin Williams. That's my, my best buddy. Um, we went to go see it. Rob and I saw it the second time, mm-hmm. and Pastor E and his son Manny saw it the first time. Uh-huh. Um, first thing out of Pastor E's mouth, did he just kill them people? Like, yeah. and Pastor E's a, he's a he's a he is a Batman dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So he looked at me, he's like, Doc, did he just kill them people? It's surprising to see that. Yeah, for sure. But that's not all they gave us from Batman. Okay, that is something. Yeah, but that's not all they gave us. That is true. Yeah. So th- the thing that gets me more, maybe even more than the the killing, because there are actual scenes in the movie for what this is worth. There are scenes later when Batman is beating up a lot of thugs, and he is deliberately not firing guns. Yeah, like he's taking a gun and he's smacking people with the butt of the gun. Mm-hmm. There are a couple times when he does fire the gun, so it makes you wonder, made me wonder anyway. I'm like, uh, what are his boundaries for this? Right, right. Like, how come you're going to smack him with the butt of the gun, yeah. but you're going to stab that guy real good? Oh, I definitely think Batman stabs cats. Well, I, I, I know. It's just a little like, nah, that, that's vicious. We're going to show like some patently non-lethal stuff and also some like, oh, damn. He just stuck a knife in that but boy. But Batman is crazy vicious. I get you. I get you. He is. So he's uh, on the borderline. He's, we're, all we're, the we time. were watching him like actually lose his mind because he's having all these dream sequences. Yeah. Which, by the way, don't function until the next movie comes out. What do you mean don't function? Because how are you gonna have Flash show up and be like, oh, I got to you too early. Peace. And then disappear. I love it. And we never talk about that. That only works. If you see the next movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's bunk. Why? Because that means that this movie can't stand by itself. And we've Why created does it have to? because we've created a a piece of a puzzle that you have to decide you're going to commit to the rest of them. And that help is is the deciding factor if you are going to like it or not. 
Uh, that's a preference. I think that's a preference. Like, what if I don't see the next movie? That's on you. And then I'm like, what was with the Flash thing? That's on you. Go see the other movie. Well, can I enjoy Rocky without seeing Creed? Yes. What? So, like, can how do enjoy I enjoy Rocky BVS? Exactly. Creed? Right. Yes. So, I can enjoy Rocky, love Rocky, yep. stand alone. Yep. And then I see Creed. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Right. I like yep. this. Mm-hmm. Then this is, the, this is a, an appropriate sequel, a good story to complement the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Batman versus Superman actually throws elements at you that say this shit don't make sense Unless. until you see the next one. Right? Are you mad? You're mad at that? That's upsetting to me. I'm yes. not mad at that, but I can see why someone would be mad. So I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that with that criticism. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know, understandably, if you if you like this movie, yeah, of course you're going to be excited to see the next one. If anything, it, what would bother me is if we have. A Matrix Reloaded, and we have a Matrix Revolution issue. Uh, now that pissed me off. Yeah, like Matrix One, fantastic. We could have stopped right there uh-huh. forever. Yeah, Matrix Reloaded. The reason why I liked it so much is because I was so excited for them. Oh, they're going to answer all these questions. <laughs> they're going to bring it home. <laughs> yes. And then yeah. the third one comes, and you're like, "What, what? was that?" Uh-huh. You didn't answer any questions. You didn't explain anything. Did he so, just make a giant Agent Smith? Was that a giant Agent Smith? What was that? Yeah, I don't... He just... I, was I, that a robot made of people? That was like Comic Book Junto episode 14. Ooh! They just, <laughs> <laughs> they just went off the rails. No, but so... I'm so not, that is something that genuinely bugs me. I slow up. He's on some like, you were right. You were right the whole time. She's the key. She's always been the key. You were right not to trust him. Am I early? I'm too early. I was like, ooh, oh my gosh, she's that's the flash. She's running back in time. Da, 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 da. But what it does sound like, now here's my prediction, internet. Okay. Sounds like Injustice Gods Among Us. Uh, familiar. No, tell me more. Basically, Joker. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Well, these, these are like meta level spoilers. Hey, internet. If you haven't, we got an read, onion. We got a, a spoiled onion. If you, you haven't read or played Injustice Gods Among Us, I was a fighting game, ain't it? Yeah. Okay. Pause, but it's a comic. It's like an ongoing comic. Uh-huh. In short, Joker kills Lois Lane. <gasps> right. Batman. I mean, Superman goes crazy. Okay. Because Lois Lane dies, uh-huh. he becomes a tyrant. Okay, I see. You I know, see. Yeah. and then the whole deal is like, yo, bulls wildin'. You know what I'm saying? So we got to take him down. So, and when I saw you were right, you were right, you're always right. Lois is the key. You're right not to trust him. I'm like, is he talking about Young Metro? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not talking about Young Metro. Wait, wait, wait. Is Metro booming on production? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like, man, that sounds like Young um, uh, ju- uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. Okay, sure. I see that. But, you know, that that is... That is a multitude of insider knowledge. Yes. And that's not something like I, I'm here I am. That's on, me guessing. I'm guessing. I'm on Comic Book Junto and I'm like, what was that? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. What was that? And another the, the thing that it, it strikes me as is we want to make sure you know that there's a, a, a lot of movies coming and we want you to get excited about them right now. Yeah. Here's what gets me excited about a lot of movies one good movie. Mm-hmm. Show me one good movie that stands on its own. Iron Man. That rocks one. it. Iron Man. And of one. course, I'm going to want to see the next one. You really don't need to dangle this stuff in front of me to get me excited. Mm-hmm. So that scene in which Diana Prince is sitting on her laptop 
and looking at email videos of Aquaman Mm -hmm. says, are you excited about Aquaman? Hey, hey, you in the theater, are you excited about this? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying... It was like a comic book where you have the big big full two-page spread of here's what's coming next. And you're like, all right, next page. I'm reading the comic. Come on, get (laughs) out of the way. You know? But so I I, I get you. You know what? And this is so DC Comics. Because DC Comics, not that long ago, they started running advertisements in Batman. Do you remember this? Advertisements Mm -hmm. in Batman that took up a half of a page. Mm -hmm. So it was like panel, 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 advertisement. And then below that, panel, panel. Like, huh? Did you just interrupt my viewing experience with uh, a Snickers bar? Yes, I That's did. what that felt like. And that was the sort of thing that says to me, they're not concerned with telling me a good story. They're concerned with selling me the next couple installments. I think they're concerned with both. I, I felt like the first one was ignored for the second one. I think that there's a cooler way to do it. Uh-huh. I'm totally with you. Okay? I'm totally with you. Because let me start talking about some of the things that I thought they could have done better. Batman was a bad detective. Like he one, was? Yeah, he was rough. Yo, he, he walked downstairs to the kitchen and uh, connected a coaxial cable to steal some emails. Mm-hmm. And then these encrypted emails, just chilling in an open space, mm-hmm. Diana Prince, oop, grabbed it, yoink, right? And then she gives it back because she's like, I'm a good guy. I'm, I didn't need that stuff. That's mm-hmm. not what I was looking for. So right. there you go. It's, it's for you now. Uh, and then he's like, Hey, that encrypted stuff that I had to go to great pains to steal that you stole from me. Hey, I sent you an attachment. It, I up- uploaded it to Google docs. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Again, huh? again, like I said, I don't think that Batman was a terrible detective. I think that's some of the most detectiving that we've seen Batman do in a movie ever. That was not Ocean's Eleven, man. That was like Ocean's. I didn't say two. it was Ocean's Eleven. I know, but that was it like was the most detectiving. That, that was we've seen. that was Pond. We've seen Batman. We've seen Batman. Bruce Wayne go. I'm gonna go figure out what's going on. I'm gonna uh-huh. use Batman. It's kind of like we talked about that Telltale Games, you know, thing that's coming out. Uh-huh. Like, is am I gonna use Batman in this situation? Am I gonna use Bruce Wayne in this situation? You know, Bruce goes to the Fight Club, and you know, he's trying to get with um, whoever that. Russian guy, yeah, is you know with that whole thing with the ship, the White Russian, the, or what, the, what was white, it? No, it wasn't the White Russian, the White Zinfandel. I don't know, what <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It was. Where is she? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, he uses the 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 phone, and you know, he steals the stuff. So he did some good detectiving, but I do think that that was kind of clunky. Yes, that piece was kind of clunky. It's kind of like. Hey, boys do share. Yeah. What's up? You hanging out later? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he showed up and where they were looking at the sword and all. So that was kind of clunky. But I kind of, again, I forgive that because to me, they did so many good things. I get how somebody wouldn't forgive that. And yeah, that yeah. It sticks out as like the main thing because the other things that I value don't mean anything to you. How about this? Let, let me, let me toss this one to you and you tell me how you felt as you watched it the first and the second time mm-hmm. when Batman and Superman actually approach one another to fight. Okay. It is under some really ridiculous circumstances because Lex has said, yep, I basically orchestrated Wait, this. Before, okay. Before we jump to that. Okay. Let's talk about Lex. Oh, man. We didn't even mention him. Yeah. In in while I'm talking about things I don't like, uh-huh. Jesse Eisenberg's performance. What was going on? He hammed it up. What was going 
on. He hammed it up. You like, know what it reminded me of, though? It reminded me of someone who might have just seen Heath Ledger's performance in Dark Knight mm. and said, I'm going to do an impersonation of that. Like something around that. Maybe not the same thing, but like, let me, let me get it from this angle. Right. That whole like jittery, crazy, I got, I've got nervous tics. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That didn't give him depth. He was just a goofball. He was like mm-hmm. a real goober. I, yeah. At no point in time did I understand what was going on with Lex Luthor. Now, I understood, what, for, to me, I got what he was trying to do. And I'm talking about Jesse Eisenberg's performance specifically, not Lex Luthor's role in the plot. I got what he was trying to do. Okay. Trying to do. Trying to do. Uh huh. He was going, well, kind of like the plot. I'll mix it together. It's like, Okay, I inherited dad's money. You know, I live in my dad's shadow. Startup, rich kid, awkward, socially unable to kind of deal and move around. And nobody likes me. But so I, I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I see this character's development. It's not what we know as Lex Luthor. And I'll be honest, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Same. Because I was like, this isn't Lex Luthor. That's not Lex. That's not the Lex I know. But I was like, okay, let me let me see what they're doing with this. Mm-hmm. So, but I did have that feeling, you know. Now, when I saw what they were doing with it and all those things that I explained, I was like, oh, okay, okay. He's, he's Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's. Yeah. I, okay. I, I see where you're going. You I, I mean? see where you're going. He's, he's playing, he's kind of playing it like a mixture between actually 66 Batman villain and Zuckerberg, you know, startup kid. Now his motivations, I did get them. I just didn't like the way Jesse Eisenberg acted them out. Break break that down for me. What, why, why did he want to destroy Superman? Because he was mad about property loss (laughs) from man of steel. So like I was saying before about, um, motivations uh-huh. and one of the things that make me go, oh, I really like this is like I could see this happening in real life. Uh-huh. So again, my dad, like, oh, Lex Luthor, that's my dad's company. He's da, da, da. so I'm like, okay, daddy issues. Sure, my father's shadow trying to get out of my father's shadow. Mm-hmm. Got that? Okay, I can see that. Now we also have I'm crazy smart. I'm crazy rich. But I'm crazy awkward. Nobody likes me. What kind of person would that make? Make a very jealous, make a very self, um, self-conscious uh-huh. person, right? And we live in a world where the jocks are the cool guys. Nobody likes the smart guys. What happens in real life? Those are the guys. This is no diss to anybody who's gone through this. Those are the guys who had come in and shoot up the school. You know, the guys who've kind of like not been treated well and put down. Now, he says something during his monologue and goes, knowledge is power. And um, uh, uh, knowledge without power is a conundrum. And uh, and I was like, ah, I see your motive. Now I get why you're mad. You're mad because you're rich. You're smart. But you look at Superman and you don't have his power. Uh-huh. And that would make it, that would, I understand, now I understand the motivation of why you would hate that guy. Because you want the love and respect that he gets. You look at Batman and you see the power. You go, knowledge is power, but I'm knowledgeable and I don't have the power. So, 
Yeah, okay. Now, I, I get it. I get the motivation of why you'd want to be a little sniveling jerk and do wild, crazy stuff. Yeah. But how you unfolded that, that's where it got clunky again. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I was kind of like, wait, how did he, what, well, how does he know who Batman is? How does he know who Superman is? And yeah. How does he get, like, how did he know who his mom is? Like, how does he know all this? Yeah. I, that's the part where they lost me. Basically, every angle of him had me with question marks above my head. I'm like, uh, why is it exactly this? Why, why does he want to get all up in the the crashed Zod spaceship? Because he knows there's yeah, a lot of information in there. That that's even like, in there. Why? Here's a question for uh, multiple characters in this movie. Why is everybody getting into water while wearing all their clothes? Yeah, what's up with that? That, that happened several times. I wish I would get in some water and fully clothed in my street clothes. What's wrong with you, boy? Man, man, if you will get out of that tub with them clothes on, this all that a, money I spent on them clothes, this a one I don't time. care what Clark Kent does. Oh. wrong with you, boy? Hey, put your shoes back on, man, man. Put some shoes on. This is the one time that man, man's in the right, okay? Yeah. He's got his shoes popped off. You ain't never, any other time you ain't got no shoes on. <laughs> now you want to get in with you. I just bought them shoes. Get out of that space water. Kid. Get out of that space water. I don't like the fact. Get in this house. I don't like the fact that he creeps up into the spaceship without like really. I, I wasn't sure why he was creeping up into the spaceship to begin with. Why Lex was doing this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't entirely sure. How he knew. I don't know either. There are some I mean, plot holes. I, I assumed, okay, look, I want to mess around with these alien artifacts because, you know, w- uh, wisdom or I want to learn some stuff. I want to sure, find some sure. cool stuff. I get that. Yeah. But at what point did he deduce, you know what? If I pull the dead body of Zod into this pool, where while by the way, like an alien manta ray is swimming around, oh, huh? God. Huh? If I pull alien the dead body, shark floating around in there. If I if I pull the dead body of Zod in, and then I cut my hand and I bleed yeah, on his face, and then the robot John is like. Um, did you know that the people of Kandor said that you're not allowed to create a, uh, an abomination? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, the people of Kandor are around anymore. And when the robot at, says, when, when, well, when I was, <laughs> when, uh, when they were like, they, yeah. like you're not here. Yeah. And he's, they go, I got to live well, by guess, rules. Well, okay. If the council's not around, I guess you can do that. I'm like, did, uh, huh? I, I want to think that Kryptonian computer, everything, the Krypton, Krypton Siri, I wish would not have wow. just let him bypass like wow. that. Like, hey, if Apple's not letting the FBI, hey, you know what I mean? Kryptonian Siri, can I make a, a, an absolute abomination by bleeding onto the face of Michael Shannon? You can, but we're not going to let you do that. Uh, but who says? Well, I guess nobody's around to tell you you can't. Go ahead, H- have a ball, sport. I think that. What was that? I think I, again. I think. The, the 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 way he knew was because he's a, remember where he goes teach me yeah so he like learns so all of the alien during things. that time you know all the information what was his what was his search engine question when he, what what question did he ask Krypton Siri yo, to, to get ayo, to this yo Siri Krypton Siri how do I like kill Batman Superman <laughs> and Wonder Woman <laughs> like all at once you know what I mean like. How I do that though? How I make cool monster? Um, <laughs> how I make monster? Yo, yo, like how I be? How I like? You know what I mean, like make like a monster or whatever. Like he was listening to Kanye's monster. Like, That's what it was. A beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like he was listening crazy to monster. John though, like a John. It's like yeah, like, like crazy. It, it makes me wonder if he had any idea. Did he know what he was doing? 
Look, this brings us to the point where he is confronting Superman on the top of a helicarrier Mm -hmm. because he's like, look, here's how I I know how to get Superman up in here. Mm -hmm. I grab Lois and I push her off a building like that. Of course, Superman's going to swing over here and save her. Of course, because that's. That's how you do it. Yeah. So if and, and the movie has shown you put Lois in trouble, Superman's gonna show up. Because it happens every single time. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, if I was Superman and I saved Lois and I put her on the ground, I would not go back up to see Lex Luthor. I would say, bye, Felicia. We're going somewhere else. I'm not I'm not even gonna yes. what are you doing? He has to address the, address the conflict. Well, so he I'd comes. See Lex. He comes up there. Somebody hit my wife. First thing I do is make her make sure she's okay. Yeah. Next thing I'm doing is I'm going to kill that guy. Well, he dropped her down on the street and what? Called an Uber? Like take her far away from. Yeah, he here. got her Uber. <laughs> got her Uber. <laughs> I mean, look, he goes back up, and what does Lex say? Here's the deal. I have your your mom's. Mm-hmm. I got your mom's. How? Now, again, plot holes. How do you do that? How did he know? Because they haven't... De- Here's again. I guess from the spaceship. They haven't... I guess? Uh, nah. They haven't developed Lex Luthor enough. There's no reason for him to do this. For him to know. It, the reason, yes. But how does he know? That's uh-huh. the part you didn't tell me, Zach. Uh-huh. You didn't tell me how Lex Luthor... Because this is pivotal stuff for the movie. Uh-huh. This is the major conflict. All of the people who are about to punch each other are all surrounding around this. I would have liked to have seen you take more time to like explain to me how Lex Luthor... Because Lex Luthor is an under- underdeveloped character. Yes. The fact that I have to do all this explaining is a problem. Yeah. You know? Well, it felt like... I mean, the name of the movie is Batman v Superman. I I know the two of them are going to go toe-to-toe. I know the two of them have philosophical arguments against one another, and they are going to engage. Having right. Lex Luthor be a part of this, this scheme felt like, like a weird half-assed version of... How, how can we make sure Lex is relevant here? Yeah, because I because think, his whole thing was like, you better fight Batman or else I'll kill your mom. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't expect for that to be the circumstance that brought us here. That was kind of like, that was kind of like, I've seen this conflict trope before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do this or else. And I was kind of like, can't Superman just like listen for his mom's whimpers and yeah. then just fly there? Yeah. And then like, I, I mean, it just, again... Plot hole, like sure. It, it's that's the thing that made me go. I, things that make you go. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't understand that. So what ends up happening is we have Superman fly over to find where Batman is. Batman is staked out. Mm-hmm. Batman put his. How signal, did he know that again, Lex? How did Lex know that know. Batman had the suit? How do you know how he was ready he for know that? That Batman was going to be there. How did he know to set the timer for an hour at that time to be on that roof to have Lois? Like how did? But here's the other thing, and I know I'm using this a lot. Uh, do we ask these questions in the comics? Wait, uh, I mean, every no. once in a while. Well, every once in a while, because look, look. You in know the what it's like. Series, do we ask these you, questions when jo- Joker's got mad henchmen? Does yeah, do we I understand. Ask where I understand. the henchmen come but from? But Octavius, you know what it's like to read a comic book that looks damn good, yes. but the writing's not there. Yes, I. You agree. know, and sometimes you're like, mm, not sure how we got from A to Z. Mm-hmm. Not totally sure. In a comic book, it's a funny thing because I mean they don't show you the space in between the panels, mm-hmm. so you just got to figure. All right, well, the action goes from here to here. I follow that. Yeah. But every once in a while, that doesn't really match up. I, I read a comic 
just the other day. Power that, lines, number one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Power lines. Got you. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't read it. Uh, yeah. I read a comic the other day where it was like, uh, you know, we, we got one guy running this place and then another guy shows up here and then we're in a different locale and I'm thinking too much action took place in the margins of these panels and mm-hmm. I don't know how we act, we got from here to here. Yeah. It was too much work for me to do. I'm not sure how we got here. Yeah. That seemed not graceful. But right? I, uh, and that kind of is what it felt like yeah. in this scenario. The thing that gets me is uh, Batman puts a signal up, but this is very well timed. He was done with his CrossFit regimen. Congratulations, Yo. Bruce. Bruce, that's way not gonna... to get your CrossFit strength and conditioning. And my man in there pushing the prowler. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> homie, do a pull up. Homie, with not the gonna weights. help you though. Not gonna help you though. Yo, he was get, he's in there getting husky, <laughs> squatting at least five fifty. <laughs> he was. My my dude was in there getting it in. That's what I like to see, Bruce. It was it was funny because he's like, look, I got kryptonite. And I know I can use this kryptonite and it's going to cripple this guy very quickly, very easily. I know mm-hmm. this is going to be effective. Mm-hmm. I better get in some push-ups also. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's just his regular training regimen. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah. it's funny he spent so much time on this CrossFit we the, regimen. We needed we need the Rocky training montage. You know? <laughs> so he shows we, we up. We need the Batman training montage. Yo, Bruce Wayne makes a staff, a kryptonite staff. Yes. And also some kryptonite gas bullets as let's well. Talk, let's talk about the spice okay. scene. And uh, the first time Bruce used, or the first time he responds to the bat signal, and uh, he and Superman have it out a little bit. Superman says something like, "He he's a real bully about it." He says, "Next time that bat signal goes up, don't show up." Show up if you want, or to. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> show show up, yeah. Show up again, see what happens. What that that felt really really aggressive. Yeah. That was very interesting. Character choice yeah. for Superman. So the signal is the way that they draw Superman over there. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the signal. Mm-hmm. And Superman shows up. And Batman's in his armor. He's got his lance. He's got his bullets. He's all prepared, yeah. right? And Superman starts this, John, by saying, Bruce, I need to tell you that something's up right nah, now. Nah, I ain't trying to hear it. And Batman just goes off. That's right. And that bothers me. That that doesn't sound about right to you? No, that does not sound right. Because for me, the thing the thing that I was waiting for is I want I wanted Bruce to be a smart man, not a vindictive, vengeful man. What? I wanted him, yeah, I wanted him. You want Batman, Batman not to be a no. vengeful? Batman is one of the most intelligent fighters there is. He uses his brain as much as he uses his brawn. Part of the reason he is so amazing is because he's so smart. Yes. He analyzes his foes. Clearly, he's got all the things that he needs. Right. So the one opportunity where two masks have the chance to talk to one another, and it was just this machismo thing, immediately, there was no chance. Look, a hero, a man who saves puppies and cats and old ladies all day long, and Batman knows that Superman does these things. He also Mm -hmm. destroys buildings, Mm -hmm. and he's got some beef with him, of course, but he knows that he does some good stuff. And you got this guy walking to you, and he's like, hey, Bruce, I need to talk to you real quick. No, no I don't think it was appropriate for him to be like, splat out. I shoot you. You don't get, you don't get why Batman did Batman's I, motivation. I, I did not get why he wouldn't even have a moment to hear that out. And then for the reason they stopped fighting to be what it was, I, I lost my brain. My head turned 360 degrees. I got, I got all of it. So we look at Batman's motivation, which we have acknowledged is wrong. Okay. It's wrong. Yeah. But I get it. Again, yeah. I understand. Batman 
is always been this guy. Uh-huh. He's the guy that goes, well, if we're going to err in a direction, we're going to err in the side of let's let's destroy it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's the what if guy. What Blow if this up. happens? What if that happens? Take him out. Put him in jail. If this is a real up. threat, get rid of the threat. Right. So they've done a good job creating Batman's character. Batman, Batman is 20 years in. Yeah. He's probably like, what is he, like 39, 40, something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's up old, there. 40, 40 something years old. Sure. He's 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 on the tail end. He's getting to be, you know, probably old. He can be an old head, but who's still nice with it. But uh-huh. he's getting on the older side. Uh-huh. So he's been around, and he doesn't. Young Metro don't trust him, so he' about to shoot him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when when what did Superman tell him? Yo, stop, stop. You do it again. It's me and you. <laughs> Word. Uh-huh. All right. I got something for that because I'm doing this because I don't trust you. I'm doing this because I see you as a threat. Uh-huh. So I'm showing up ready for a fight. I'm not showing up for a talk. Last time I saw you, you destroyed my freaking car and ripped the ripped the doors off. So I'm expecting you to show up and want that. Let's have a conversation. Tell me more. It's yeah. not a tell me more moment. I I'm get ready it. to fight. I get it. I get it. But I'm like, the at this point in time... Bruce Wayne knows that there are meta humans. There are other super powered individuals zipping around yeah. in Gotham and in Metropolis. But he doesn't understand it yet, though. No, he doesn't understand it yet, though. But I think that there could have been an opportunity where we got to see the two of them parlay, and it goes badly. I think there could have been an opportunity. We saw that. No, we saw Bruce and Clark. And we saw Batman and Super. Listen, <laughs> look at it like this, right? I. Clark Kent's got a problem with Batman. Uh-huh. Okay? Clark Kent does not like Batman. But Bruce Wayne doesn't doesn't care for Superman at first. Then Superman destroys everything. Now Bruce Wayne don't like Batman. So we've uh-huh. established real conflict. The first time Superman ever engages with Batman, he destroys his car. Yeah. Tears the doors off yeah. <laughs> and says, the next time I see you, that's it. Yeah. So where is the conversation going to come from? Well, I mean, the Superman, tone changed. But, but the tone changed. But Batman doesn't know that. The only reason that the tone changed is because of what just happened with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. As far as Batman knows, this dude just threatened me. Yeah. This is the same guy I didn't trust to begin with, but then when he showed up and threatened me, now, now he got to go. Because uh-huh. he, he ran up on me. I didn't run up on him. He ran up on me and threatened me. Yeah. He got to go. Look, they they fight. There's a lot of kryptonite action. Yeah. There are a lot. There are two. Great dialogue, too. He's like, when he hits him with the thing, he's like, breathe that in. That's fear. I was like, ooh. Yeah. That's good. He's like, you're not brave. Yeah. Men are brave. Yeah. Like, he's he's saying, I loved it because it was like, you know that feeling you're feeling right now? You've never felt that. You've that. never felt before? Let me put you on, young bull. That's called fear. Yeah. I know you've never been there before, but welcome. Mm-hmm. And you're not even brave because you got all those powers. Let me take them powers for you and see who you are then. Mm-hmm. I love the intellectual. Again, I get, well, first of all, I think Batman would be Superman because he's smarter than him. Mm-hmm. And two, I understand that Batman is pushed to the, to the limit. That's what Joker always does is like, I'm going to push you to the limit. And in the comics, Joker does push Batman over the line. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? So Batman has killed in the comics before. Yeah. So even when Bruce is telling Alfred, this may be the only thing that I ever do that matters. Because yeah. as far as Bruce is considered, I'm about to save the world. Yeah. All to find out when he's intellectually on point, 
Batman, nothing can take him out. But what's the one thing that motivates him and then takes him out of it? His parents. <sighs> Walk with me. What's the one thing that motivates him to do what he does? What's the only thing that could stop him in the middle of his tracks? Mom. Mom and dad. What have we seen in the comics and the cartoons and the video games when someone gets in his brain and he takes him back to the crime alley? He becomes a kid again. All that Batman bravado, tough guy, it melts because that's the moment. So for Zach to use, wait a minute, what? Why'd you say that? Mm. Why did you say that? Wait, wait what's going on? Here? Like, I, I, I'm like, I get it. I could see that being the only thing. Mm. And when that moment happened, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. I liked it. No, I thought that was horrible. I, I like the, the the Martha thing. I couldn't. I couldn't even believe it was happening. I couldn't even believe that all of the training, all of the ideas, all of the planning, all of the strategy, all of the conviction and willingness to take Superman out mm-hmm. gets thwarted when Bruce says, "Wait, my mommy's name is Martha. And your mommy's name is Martha too." Both our mommies got the same name. Why do you think it stopped them? Hor- that was horrible. Why do you think? What do you think Zach was saying when that stopped? When when he when he was stopped by that? Well, what what do I actually think Zach was saying? Well, I better find a way for these two to team up against Doomsday soon. That's what I think he was saying. I was saying like, well, the next set piece is Doomsday. Yeah. So I need to make sure the two of them team up. So what would what would turn them against one another, or uh, or rather, what would acquaint them together? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Funny, both of them have a mom named Martha. What if that? I I think that rendering Bruce and all of his plans absolutely obsolete and like changing his mind 180 degrees is such a huge suspension of disbelief. It was ridiculous. Here's what I think I think, in if you jump in Batman Bruce Wayne's mind, he's like, I don't do this, I don't normally do this, but I'm about to do it because it's worth it Uh because it's that serious. Uh huh. Because Superman's fighting back, mind you. It's not like, all right, come on, man, let's talk about it. When he heard you're letting them kill Martha, Bruce Wayne Batman's like, what? Wait, what? How do you know? How do you know my mother's name is Martha? How do you know what happened to my parents? Mm-hmm. That's what he's thinking. So you, you, he's, you think it's, it's very cerebral. At this right. point in time, he so thinks. He's, so he's like, how do you know that? How do you know? What, what did you Did you do it? Did you? So you think. His brain is racing. Like, that's why he's screaming. What you know about Martha? That's why he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, why did you say that? You notice he doesn't go, that's my mom's name. He's going, he's doing the Batman interrogation thing. Like, what's going on? Now, here's the part where you lost me. You know, Lois Lane slides into home base. That's his mother's name. Yeah, didn't really need it. Didn't need this. She didn't, like, we didn't need her to show up. And also, I appreciate your effort, Lois, but why did you throw the lance? Why did you throw the lance in the water (laughs) just to go back and get, like, now that's the stuff I'm like, yo. First, when she threw it in the water, I was like, now, Lois, now you know good and well they're going to need that again. Oops. Why would you, that would make me so mad. That's the kind of thing that your significant other does. You're like, why did you do that? Yeah. Come on. You knew I was going to need that again. Okay, so Doomsday stuff. It was really fun watching Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman beat up Doomsday. That was legitimately fun. I will say, I'm not so sure those special effects and CG are going to hold up for a long time. Some of that stuff didn't look excellent. Mm-hmm. In uh, I was watching it in 2D. It wasn't like 3D or IMAX or anything, but some of it didn't look fantastic. But it was really fun watching Gal Gadot do her thing. She killed it. Yeah, she was great. Uh, 
I did find it really funny that the music stood out. It was like it was a music video. It was like as soon as she shows up on the spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Whoa. Yeah. somebody just showed up and is literally playing a guitar in this abandoned area. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Right. Watching them beat up on Doomsday was interesting. That was fun. Um, I loved how Batman was like, I'm just going to hide behind these rocks. Yeah. And I'm going to pick my shots because I ain't got but one bullet. And so that was it. Yeah. I'm going to fall back. I'm going to, you know, do my thing. Oh, we didn't even talk. We kind of talked about Batman fight scene. Yeah. Loved it. You did? Yeah. Loved I it. I like, so I, I, I will say I really love Batman's suit. I think Batman looked real good. That was a good-looking Batman suit. Even to see Batman take a couple bullets. Yeah. Like, they shot him in his head, and it was like, ping, ping. Like, so you could tell that. That was cool. You know, he's he's a human being. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. To I see him use the, uh, the grappling gun and the, yeah. the batarangs and all that. I, I was, I'm against the idea of him branding people so they get killed in prison. Not I don't so like that, that idea. Not so that. Well, that, that is very heavily... Um, uh, hinted toward the, as a result of not so that. Well, I I would argue that one because the the way that the that information is presented in the film is as if Batman is in on that and that that is a part of his reasoning for taking it there. Do you know that chomos often have a similar scenario? You know what I mean when I say chomo? No, child molesters. Uh. So child molesters, when they go in jail, they often have it way worse than regular people. Well, so but why why wouldn't Batman not kill someone, but he would allow them to go to prison so they could be killed? But but like why you know like cut out the middleman? But Batman, I don't think that Batman's doing it so that Batman is doing it to make an example because one we know from the Dark Knight Returns. First of all, Dark Knight Returns. Yes, he was shooting people with rubber bullets, but he was also shooting mortars. The mutants were getting killed. Oh, he was. Oh, Dark Knight. <laughs> look, that's a whole other thing too. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. He was shooting fools. He, he was he shooting them with shooting rubber bullets, people. but he was also shooting mortars. In the very beginning of Dark Knight Returns, he straight up shoots that one dude, and that's where they pull that line. He's like, "I'll I, kill her. Believe me, I'll kill her." And I he says, you. "I believe you." And I he, love that because that was straight out of the you know. Yeah. So so what I what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is like we uh, we're all over the place. Hope you guys are enjoying this. We are. <laughs> but yeah. you know, with all the killing and you know, people were arguing that Batman doesn't shoot people. Go tell Frank Miller that because yeah. Frank Miller killed mad people. And spoilers, Killing Joke stuff goes down. That's as well. and like Frank Miller's work and Killing Joke both hugely controversial. That that is also notable. Those are really controversial stories within Batman's uh, pantheon. So ultimately, what I'm saying is Batman being at at this level. Yeah, if he he's always teetered on the edge and it's realistic to believe in certain circumstance he would go over the edge yeah you know okay so let's speed up batman or superman why why did superman not just throw the damn lance like i bet he could have made that shot he could have Steph Curry that. <laughs> you, really, you know, he could have pulled up from fifty feet, yeah, and just hit him with the. You I know, think he could have gold medalist. I think uh, he could have done throw. that. I really think that was something that would have been believable. Because he but, committed to it, but he we wanted to, to see. Through. Yeah, we wanted to see the gravity of seeing him get jacked and killed and blah mm-hmm. and make an ultimate sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? But of course, he's he's not dead now because we're seeing the dirt rising up. Hey, where did he buy that diamond ring? And why did he send it to uh, his mom's house? Well, I guess they had some plans uh, before all this stuff. They're like eBay, John. Like, well, I, I do think though, 
Zack Snyder made the choice to really tap into the Christ kind of references a lot because I've said on the show before, I think a lot of people see that Superman is a Christ figure. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He represents, and even the conversations of like, how would people respond to a character like this? I think what Superman is going through in this movie is a little bit more realistic as to what would happen if he really existed. It wouldn't be, we love him. Oh, this guy's so nice. We'd have a bunch of talking heads going, well, should Superman save people? And there are casualties when you like when we go to war, everybody doesn't live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you go to battle, like people gotta die, people gotta live. So again, the the conflict of what it would really be like to wanna mean well, they freaking crucified Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of what you believe, whether you believe it as real or a true real story, real or it's just a story, I believe it to be real. Yeah. Jesus Christ walked the earth, God, you know, walked the earth and they killed him. Mm. So Creating that conflict in the story of like, and Jesus died to save us all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Superman died to save everybody. So mm-hmm. I see what they're doing there. You know what I'm saying? And they're using that as a as a reference point to kind of go, well, we've seen this story already. Superman kind of rep- reflects that. Uh-huh. We probably have a lot of people who love him, a lot of people who hate him, and he'd probably have to lay down his life and do the ultimate sacrifice for the world then to love him. Yeah. It wouldn't just love him at first. They'd hate him at first. Uh, right. And then it's parades, parades, parades. Right. right. And, this, and, and they this. got two separate coffins, one's for Superman, and then there's one for Clark. Right. They, I'm, what I'm a little confused on, do, do we know that Superman and, and Clark are the same person now? Because it I seemed as... the world knows. Um, it seemed as if the announcement of the death, the two deaths coming toe-to-toe, like, or, or back-to-back... It was almost as if Perry Mason was like, um, well, you know, we lost one of our own, Clark. Also, we lost Superman. Ain't that a coincidence? Yeah. So I'm a little confused as to what was being established there. Mm-hmm. Do folks know now? I'm not sure. I don't think they know. Uh, and it appears that he's not dead because the dirt is levitating off his casket. Right. And the way they're bringing the Justice League together now, again, I get it. Batman, I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. And I guess that flash thing tips Bruce because he's like, oh, I, I guess we should probably assemble the metahumans. Well, and Diana's like, why do you feel that way? And he says, no, nah, I just got a feeling. Well, that sounds like, well, doesn't, from what we know about Batman, Batman doesn't show his, never shows his cards. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't show me the audience member his cards. So I'm like, mm, what's he doing? I think his motivation is he truly does. Again, this is why I like it, because he's looking back on what he did and goes, I was wrong. I shouldn't have attacked Superman. I failed him in life. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? He, he kind of feels like he's kind of dead because of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I won't fail. like this. So this kind of, if anything, rejuvenates his desire for Batman. And also we have these dreams he's having and this kind of like flashback thing that happens. So- we got to get these other cats together. We got to do this. And they'll fight. Why? I got a feeling. So I think that's a mixture of his dreams, the guilt he feels for what happened to Superman, because he really believes he's dead. Yeah. And, you know, what Flash said in that dream. You, you see what I mean when I say, though, that the movie was very long, but at the same time, it felt pretty rushed. We did. We cover a lot of ground. I agree with the rush in a part. Small, in, we covered a lot of ground kind of clumsily, 
but in a long span of time. Yes. And when the other day, when we recorded an episode 14 of CBJ and you said you've seen the movie twice, mm-hmm. I, was, I was legitimately surprised by that because I, I, I don't think I could watch that a second time. Is I thought it was kind of boring. Like the, the fight scenes were dope and I could watch the fight scenes. Everything else outside of the fight scenes, I don't think I could watch that again. I thought it was like a little too... Uh, everybody's sad. Superman's sad. Batman's sad. Dude, but the life, the We're life sad. of being, uh, the life of being a metahuman, yeah. the life of being a vigilante, the life of being an, uh, uh, a mutant, an X Men. It's probably not going to be fun. Yeah, but it's got to be exciting to watch. That's how we have comics. It was exciting to watch for me. But you know, if you read Frank Miller, Daredevil, Frank Miller, Batman, Frank Miller kind of leans a little harder into the. Yo, this would suck, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And other characters are going to tell their story, and they're going to lean a little bit more into, this would be fun. Uh-huh. So let, let the Lego movie do the Lego movie. Yes. Let Batman 66 do its thing. Uh-huh. Animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Frank Miller, you know, Christopher Nolan, and also Zack Snyder is going to do his thing. Yeah. Here's my closing thoughts. Hit me. Actually, you know what? Let's do closing thoughts. You want to do yours first? Uh, my, my Yeah. You, I, I would rather you close this entire thing out, so I'll start. Because okay. my closing thoughts are admittedly bitter. I did not like this movie. I didn't think it was fun. I did not enjoy my time. It felt like superheroes and characters that I like very much were doing stuff that just let me down. I was not having a good time. Closing thoughts. And Martha v. Martha. Give me that. Give me that Martha v. Martha. Which Martha wins? I think it's Martha. (laughs) Personally. (laughs) Oh, man. How do you feel? Take Um, us out. So my closing thoughts are, I think that I can understand why people didn't like this movie. I can also understand why people did like this movie. I ultimately did enjoy it, and I enjoyed it because it brought value to me by highlighting things that I valued. Uh. You know, I thought the storytelling was good in light of communicating the motivations for why these people would have beef with each other, why these people would do the things they're going to do. And the symbolism that they, that they used for this movie was good. Mm. I do think it was rushed. I do think instead of taking the Marvel route, which they couldn't, mm-hmm. instead of starting with Iron Man, let's just make a cool movie. Oh, you guys like this? Or maybe we can make another. Oh, well, let's make a. Oh, maybe we can make a universe. Or, oh, and then 10 years later. This, this movie was that guy who shows up to a party a little bit late and everybody's like half in the bag. And like, yeah. oh, better catch up. And he's right. just doing a lot of shots a little too quick. Like, hey, great, hey, homie, you're, gonna, you're about to get yep. sloppy. Great analogy. You're just catching up with people. Yeah. So I think DC didn't really have the luxury of taking the next 10 years to build up. Um, so I think that that's where the kind of the clunkiness comes from. I still think it's very good. Here's something from Octavius to you, Internet. Mm. Stop watching trailers. <laughs> Okay, I endorse this. Stop watching trailers. I endorse this. I'm behind this. I'm, I co-sign this motion. Stop reading reviews before you see movies. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. Watch one trailer. Decide if you're going to go see the movie. Do the media blackout. Go watch the movie and then create your opinion. Uh-huh. Don't let the crowd decide how you're supposed to feel about it. Don't let everyone else tell you what you're supposed to feel. And, again, sit back and let the storyteller tell you the story. I think, here's my thoughts on this, 
the medium of film is criticized in a way that other things are not. Uh-huh. Okay. So we don't give filmmakers, actors, directors, the storytellers in general when it comes to the film, we don't give them the same leeway. Not the same forgiveness. We don't. We don't. Do you it's, think it has to do with the budget, the, the amount of money that goes into this? I don't. I it's really, extraordinary. I haven't nailed down why it is, but I've noticed a lot of things that, like I said, well, if this happened in the comic, if this happened in the animated series, if this happened in the TV show, I don't think everybody would be acting this way. But this is also a different medium. We only have anywhere between an hour and a half to two and a half hours to tell these stories. And movies are more ubiquitous in general. So it's easier to go with your family. My dad wanted to go and see this flick, Mm -hmm. but my dad's never going to open up a comic book. Yeah. So definitely different accessibility is what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So we have a lot more voices up in the house who are deciding that they want to share their opinion on it Mm -hmm. because more people are actually experiencing this medium. Yeah. That is true. I just think that you have to really kind of open yourself up to looking at this form of storytelling as a different kind of storytelling. You can't expect a movie to be a comic book. It's just not the same thing. Yeah. So I think you need to be a little bit more hands-off, a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more, you know, let me let them use this medium to tell me this story. I've said this before, look at it as We all have these action figures. We're putting the action figures in this guy's hands. Let's see what story he's going to tell us. This does not, it shouldn't ruin your childhood. This is not all that Batman is. It's not all that Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg and Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor. (laughs) And this isn't all that it is. Uh Because if this was a writer and an illustrator telling us the story, this would just go, okay, we're adding this to, you know, the intellectual property. And I can either choose to like this book or not like this book. Uh-huh. I can pick it up again, go to issue two, three, and four, or not. But when it comes to movies, it's kind of like this is do or die. My suggestion is sit back, relax, let them tell you the story, go in ready to enjoy yourself, have honest feedback, be able to go back and forth with your friends, and again, love curiosity, um, and try to have fun. Yeah. That's well, what I got. It, look, try to have fun is a big one. And I know that I want to go into a movie and I want to have a good time because I want to have spent my money wisely. Mm-hmm. And I want this to be a positive experience. I, I, I don't ever walk up into a place and say, oh, but get punched. Yeah. Because I really want to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say... I think it's really smart to approach these things neutral and as unbiased as possible. Neutral and unbiased. The like thing that. is, is my my outcome for this, given that this is a representation, a mainstream representation of something that I do love, I wish it were different. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. Mm-hmm. We're, we're touching gloves. Touching gloves, internet. It happens. So internet, log on ding, ding. Twitter. Send us... The tweets. And let Uh us know what you thought. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. You know, we should probably do a poll on our Comic Book Junto um, Twitter account and say, did you love it? Did you hate it? Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Then we should do another poll. Who won the conversation in our one shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I 
on Adam's side or am I on Octavia's side? Uh-huh. Because I'd like to know. I'd like no. to know how did you feel about the movie and how did you feel about our talk? Uh-huh. As far as the conversation goes, like who whose observations, whose arguments hold water, I want to know. Uh, you can tweet at us at, at, with that or email us or uh, reach us with that. Also, I want to know who wins, Martha v. Martha. <laughs> Which one, man? We got three polls going up. Which one? Well, we're sending standardized tests out. These aren't even polls anymore. This is a standardized test. Mm. The the CBJ. Oh, man. The CBJ is a bubble test. That's there what it is. is. It's like the SATs and the CBJs. So check out. So check it out. Look out for uh, maybe two to three polls. I don't know about the Martha v. Martha one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please, please do engage, you know, because these conversations are more fun when you guys are, are involved because geek culture is all about sharing. It's more fun when you share. We want to know your opinions. Um, now that it's been out there for a while, tell us what you think. Um, yeah. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had fun. It's a good conversation. This, this right now, what we're doing, I had fun. What I was doing on Monday, not that much fun. Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. You seen it yet? I haven't seen it. Yet. Okay, quick aside. I've seen it three times since it came out. Oh, is it a movie or is it? It's a movie on oh, okay. Netflix. Uh, I watched it by myself. Loved it. Watched it with my nephew. And I just watched it again at, here at Indie Hall. Uh, so I liked it. I liked it. Uh-huh. There's a part in that movie where he says, "Are you about to spoil this for me?" No, no, no. It's just like a Pee Wee line. Right? He says, "It's been real and it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun." <laughs> So that's how I'm feeling. I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me online and my opinions on Martha V. Martha on Twitter at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Hit me up on Instagram as well. I've been trying to use Instagram a little more often. I know, Ak, you've got your snap. I haven't been snapping, but I've been trying to take Snapchat, more, more photos. Adam, Snapchat. Do the do the, no, no, I'm saying do the snaps. I, I will. I will snap. Start snapping, yo. Yeah, I will. I'm trying to figure it out. I can't even snap with my fingers, let alone my phone. You can do this. All right. Thank you for believing me. I do believe in you. Where can we find your opinions on BVS? You can find me on the internet <laughs> at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-M on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all over the place. Follow me on Snapchat. Um, really trying to get that thing pop because I am going to be doing some Bear Fruit stuff, giving some stuff away. Um, this podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. Go to barefruit.com, sign up for our newsletter, check out our other podcasts, The Beautiful Struggle, um, weekly podcast where I'd get the origin stories of different creatives. Really enjoying that. Episode 14 is Andy Minio. So that's the most recent episode, recording artists on Reach Records. That's really dope. Um, also check out the store. Mm-hmm. Got some merchandise. My commitment over the next couple months is to try to put one to two new things up there every month. I want to have a variety of things for you guys to check out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you guys keep me accountable for that. We'll see if it happens. I'll try. Oh, I will. Oh, 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 I will. Oh, I'm gonna get. Oh, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> um, you can follow Twitter. Um, follow uh, Barefoot on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at b three a r f r u i t. Um, send us emails. Comicbookjunto at barefoot.com. Um, ask CBJ hashtag. Use that for um, you know asking us questions moving forward. Mm-hmm. At comicbookjunto on Twitter. Um, please let's keep the conversation going. We enjoy doing this. I'm having a great time. Yeah. I really look forward to this on a regular basis. Hope you guys are as well. We really, really appreciate you guys um, engaging with us out there on the internet because you make it more fun when you do that. You the best. You the best. That's a Drake thing, right? I I got you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. It's been good. All right. Until next time. Peace. (laughs) 